Today's podcast is sponsored by our amazing friends over at Adorama. Adorama is one of the best electronic retailers specializing in photo and video equipment. They also have a rad blog and video series highlighting content creators called Through the Lens, which you can find on their YouTube channel. We've partnered with Adorama to offer free education through the AOV Academy. So head over to aovacademy.com for free online courses in photo and video. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Art of Visuals podcast. My name is Prince McClinton. I am your host, and I'm stoked because today I have here with me Andy Vu. Andy Vu is a full-time registered nurse in the ICU and is also a part-time aspiring photographer based in Houston, Texas. Andy, what's happening? Hey, hello, Prince. Thanks for having me. It's such an honor to, you know, sit down and talk with you in art of, of uh, visuals. I mean, it's it's been my, uh, you guys inspire me a lot. Like, I look at your photos on, like, the art of visuals websites or the, the app. And I'm like, okay, I need to go here. I need to, like, find my own perspective and put a little twist to it. Like, it's, it's so inspiring. And thanks for doing all that, man. It's it's a lot of work. I understand. It's a lot of work. So I really appreciate that. Thank you. I really appreciate you, Andy. It is a lot of work. We're really happy to for you to reaffirm what we do. Obviously, that's important to us. It's obviously our, our goal and our mission here at AOV is to create the tools and whatnot to uh, inspire you guys to get out and do your thing. So to hear that we're doing a decent job brings a lot of joy to my morning. So (laughs) thank you for sharing (laughs) that with me. Uh, Why don't you start us off by giving the audience a little bit more background on yourself? So where do I start? So I'm 27 years old and um, originally from Vietnam. So I moved here for um, school back in... um, 2006, came over, flew by myself when I was 15 years old. I crossed like two continents. Oh, I crossed Pacific, not sure. But um, got lost in LAX, which surprisingly. <laughs> so life been good, got into nursing school, started my career there. And then as a nurse, I only worked for three days a week, 12 hours, three days. So I have four days off. And that's when travel come in place. Started traveling a lot, but I don't really take pictures besides just using my phone. And then Instagram started to come along, which is like three, four years ago. That's when it started getting big. And I keep seeing people like Crystal Carr picture popping up everywhere. And then Andy Toe picture popping up everywhere. I'm like, you know, I need to like get a camera and because I've been traveling. I need to start doing something that, you know, similar and stuff. So that's how I started with photography. That's awesome. So so you basically were on Instagram already and you got inspired by these other guys doing it. And at the same time, it's like you were already traveling. You just weren't really yeah. taking <laughs> photos at that level. And then you just decided to grab a camera. So that's neat, man. Yeah, I I wish I could have started like even before Instagram. But, you know, it's, I'm, I'm just blessed. To already have the you know the picture, the guidance, the inspire in the inspiration. So I just go to the same places, put in a little twist, and then find my own adventure, which is very nice. Absolutely. Well, I think what's really neat, Andy, is the fact that your schedule permits for so much travel. I mean, 
you work three days, and I imagine those three days are intense in the ICU. So yeah. <laughs> you're probably working like around the clock for three days. Mm-hmm. But that's awesome to have four days off. That's so much time to, yeah, you know, to at least a decent, it's enough time, you know, to go and travel and get out. And so uh, I'm sure that's granted you lots of cool opportunities to see a lot of different things. Yeah, that's really true. And then I, I really love it. So, I mean, I have no complaint about my schedule. I can get like five days. I can work three days, get five days off, and then come back and work three days. I like all I schedule myself and stuff. So it's really neat. Good, good. So, Andy, you're, you're a great photographer. We now understand uh, how you got into photography. I'm curious how did you learn all this stuff? Like we know you're, I know you're a self-taught photographer. How did you learn? I mean, that's a lot of stuff to learn. How did you go about that? Yeah. So I basically learned everything from YouTube just by YouTubing everything. So at first I really, it's just weird how the long exposure doesn't make sense to me at the beginning. And that's how, that's what challenging me. Cause I'm like, how did they make the car look like stretch it out? Like the light trail. Right. And then how they make the waterfall so smooth. So what doesn't appeal real to me is what I started to photographing first, <laughs> which is weird. So I, I got a camera. I don't just go and take picture. I, I have to YouTube research how to take the water smooth. That's what I put. And how <laughs> to make the light, you know, the, the car, the car light. That's, I don't even know what it's called, light trail. Like mm-hmm. how you make the car like, and then it comes to me. It's long exposure, blah blah blah. And then I learned the setting from the YouTube, and then I went out and tried for the first time. That actually my first photograph was at nighttime on a freeway bridge. On my camera was on the bench, and shooting out to the street with the light trail. I tried like three, four times and to get it right, <laughs> and that's how I learned. That's how that's how it's come up to be my first photograph. That's awesome. So so who are you watching on YouTube to learn this stuff? Any anyone specific? Uh, I think his name is um, Serge Ram Ramanly. He's more like he's doing a lot of editing on Lightroom and stuff. Gotcha. So that's he's one of the first one that I watch. What's your favorite photography editing tutorial or like who have you? Are these the same guys that you're learning how to shoot? Are you also learning how to edit through those same guys as well? No, I think it's it was just random, random video. But um, the guy that I learned from editing, like his name is Serge Ramelli. Uh, I'm not sure you heard of him, but he's a French photography, like a French photographer. Um, he do a lot of editing video on on YouTube for for free. And that's the guy that I learned most of, actually 90% of the Lightroom stuff that I learned from him. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I'll have to make sure to, uh, to check him out so we can link to it in the podcast. So if anyone's looking to, to learn from him, they can do that. Yeah. Maybe I, I can send you uh, his name, but um, yeah, he's very nice. So even the night, so he do a lot of like editing tutorial, SDR, night skies, basically like everything he would touch base on. 
And uh, he also shoots Sony, so that's like that's how I get into Sony. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. How do you? What do you think is? Uh, what creates your style? Like, what are the characteristics that make up an Andy Vu photograph? So now, well, it's been two years since I started shooting, and my style starts to like changing. Finally, now that I have a consistency with with the photo that I come to like, so I I love to do adventures. I like to put some human into a big landscape, so you can feel the scale, feel the relationship of human and, and nature, but not just a landscape photos. And then um, I do like a lot of action shots, like jumping into the waterfall or you know running like try to evoke the the emotion of oh if someone see the picture they feel like they could be there they could enjoy the the scene you know feel like the relationship of it and then i like to do a lot of like coloring a lot of vibrancy just make it really glossy and high definition look that's right. that's my style right now. Okay, so that dreamy. Uh, yeah, a little bit of dreamy as well. The orphan effect, just a right. little bit. Okay, is that is that something that you think is just where you're at right now? Is that something that a change? Is there a reason why you edit that way? Is there like a, is there a message behind? I guess what you're creating that you're trying to get across with these types of images. Yeah, so I I don't do a lot of dark photos my photo mostly like bright and bright and welcoming mm -hmm. and um sunrise or, or sunset and then i also try to find like a very unique composition to a lot of places i don't yeah that's i try to like create my own style where it's composition leading lines and then um i think that Probably gonna, I'm gonna stick to this for a long time, like, cause it's it's so welcoming and it's make people want to go out and travel and exploring. Right. Yeah. So I'm gonna. I think that's gonna be like my style for a long time. Even though I love seeing moody photos, like your photos or some other guy like the sorted the I think his what his name like Garrett King. His photo is very moody, but like very beautiful. I really admiring, but then I don't think I, I would I could do what he does. So, no, I I definitely uh, understand. Yeah. Everyone's everyone's got their own style and their own vibe, uh, and some people have all types of different styles. Like you know, my stuff's always kind of changing personally for me, depending on where I'm at and what I'm trying to accomplish, etc. Uh, but with that said, what inspires you? So it sounds like you've done a little bit of traveling. What inspires you to travel? I think the landscape and the memory. Like I would, I haven't ever, I never ever travel by myself. So I really don't want to do that. Or I don't know what it's going to feel like. But I always having a lot of good time with my friends who are on the road with me. We're doing a lot of like crazy fun thing. We dive into cold water, helicopter ride. So those memories that keep me wanna like keep doing it. Every time I'm in the nature and racing for sunrise or sunset, 
that just it just make me feel like the adrenaline. I'm like I'm so happy to be there. And then when I get back home, like I wish I'm doing it every morning. <laughs> Makes you feel alive, right? Yeah, like it just make you feel alive, like like the anticipations and then the enjoyment and looking forward to the next sunset. So we do sunrise and then breath and then sunset and then night photos and then sunrise again. Just keep repeating, but then I never feel tired. That's good. That's because you're doing something you love and, and you're doing yeah. what brings joy to you. And so it doesn't feel like work. Pretty sure we all feel like the same at that moment. You know, right. just just the, I don't know how to explain it. Like the euphoria or something that's just very joyful. So in my experience, in those moments when you're out, you know, being a sunrise sunset warrior and and traveling around and whatnot a lot of times you're shooting these epic sunrises and sunsets and landscapes and astro photography shots and different things like that but are you are you actually capturing just good memories of the behind the scenes of just you and your buddies laughing and doing things like that yeah we do so um i usually like but i also plan out my my shots so I, I planned it out. I want them to be here and there. And then we're doing some like memory videos, like stories. Those are behind the scene that I always save it to watch them later. <laughs> it's always fun. <laughs> do you ever print photos? Like, you know, print I off do. photographs from the trips? And how do you store them? Um, most of my photo is stored on Instagram and on my hard drive. But I, I print, I only like print big to like hang in the house or like sell it or if something that I'm pretty proud of then I would bring it really big so there's one behind me oh wow yeah, yeah yeah is that a big pretty, aluminum print yeah it's um a metal print of 40 by 60 of a, of a Milky Way it's so like reflective but you can see like of the Milky Way uh -huh. in uh, Galveston so I print that big to like hang in my uh, study room one of the reason was that that picture was got featured on uh, Nat Geo Facebook and then it's it's in Galveston so and then me and my buddy who I met on Instagram just went out one night in Galveston to capture the Milky Way so most of my photo, I'm with somebody. So when I look at the photo, it's remind me of the memory of of them. Absolutely. Who do you who do you? But print I also through? got the new printer. It's the Canon PX100. So yeah, so you bought your own Canon printer, and you're printing your own photographs now. Yeah, now I'm gonna try because um, it was on sale on Adorama, so I can't say no. It's it's print max, um, I think 11 by 19 or 13 by 19. So that's a pretty decent size to, you know, if I want to hang somewhere, I want to give it away, I want to frame it. That's a pretty nice size. So, How does it look? Have you, have you tried it yet? I haven't tried it, but my friend, it's, I, it's, it's new and I haven't installed it. It's still like in a, in a box. <laughs> uh -huh. But uh, I'm, I'm excited to put together and, and give it a, a try. That's exciting. Uh, you'll have to keep me yeah. up to date. I'm excited to see what you do with these prints. Yeah, I do want to give away my print and all that stuff on Instagram. So that's going to be very neat, you know. 
Let me ask you this. What's more important to you? Like people engaging and experiencing the energy of your prince in real life. So would you rather people actually have, you know, your prince hung up in their office and their homes and different things like that? Or would you rather them, you know, get a bunch of likes and stuff on Instagram? Because I feel like there's two two worlds. There's people that very much so live in this real world of photography and they may not be big on Instagram and social, but people are printing their work and mm-hmm. people have their work and they're in galleries and all these places. And I'm always curious to like where these artists lie. Like, do you guys, like, would you prefer to have more of your work existing in the real world and that people could touch yeah, and feel? That definitely, like, I, I feel really honored if someone would like print they have my print in their office or in their house. I think there was like, I got three prints that got purchased on my website. And um, it just brings so much choice to me. Like the money is not even big on print. Like my print is so cheap online that I just build up the, the print shop. I don't know how to price it yet, but it's, I basically only get like 10% profit, which is whatever. But I have a couple of friends that, print my photo they ask for it and then i have some other friend that's one big canvas and stuff so i just have them get the print i didn't even make the profit out of it but i feel so like proud of myself of my work that being you know hang on some someone else's houses and then um i also do like a few you know engagement photos and they when I went to the wedding, they have my photo in the front. You know how they, at the wedding, mm-hmm. uh, like that's my photo. You know, I'm really, you know, proud of it. And then um, another one, so one of my photos got published on uh, Nat Geo magazine. And that was, that was probably like my biggest accomplishment in photography. Like it's, it's, it's on a print. Like I think, so they printed, so Nat Geo printed your physical, like your photo in their physical magazine. Yes. That's awesome. How did that make you feel? I probably like, like I said, that's probably like my biggest accomplishment in photography or even in life. Like every time, could I put that on my story? I'm like really, really, you know, show off uh, about it. And every time people like, talk about my photography they always say oh he's a natural blah 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 i'm like no it's not that it's not all that but like i'm deep inside i'm like yeah i, I did something right <laughs> <laughs> that's exciting there's i don't think there's anything wrong with with being proud of you know the hard work that you've put in and, and getting some recognition for your hard work and and getting your art out there. I think that's awesome. And you should be proud of that. You should be stoked about that. And, you know, we hope here in the coming months to, to give a lot more people real world opportunities to get their, their art seen, you know, and, and experience and experience more than anything experience. Cause like the lifespan, how do you feel about the shelf span of like a photo on Instagram versus Um, a photo in real life? Like what do you enjoy more and more often like a photo on instagram a lot of times you see someone's photo you like it and then two seconds later you're you never even see the photo ever again exactly Versus it's only owning last the print, like <laughs> owning the print it lasts forever it's like every exactly. morning to wake up and smile and be like wow that's beautiful like you know and it makes my room and, and place feel good 
I totally agree. Yeah, on Instagram, it really lasts like a good one, maybe like five days or like one week. <laughs> that because it being featured over and over and over again. Right. But after like one week, it no one even know that picture, you know, exists. So, but to me, Instagram had given me so much like opportunity to put my work out there, you know, like I'm pretty sure like people who follow me, who's seen my work, who bought the print or Nat Geo who saw my photo is from social media. So to me, social media is like an online gallery for me to, to put out my work so that people can see it. I can do an uh, art gallery at home with like a hundred prints, but who gonna come by and see it? I'm happy that I saw it every day, but I, at the same time, I also want all the people to enjoy it as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm thankful for the opportunity that Instagram has put out. You know, it's 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 free. I mean, there's it's like a perfect marketing um, strategy, right? Right now, no cost. <laughs> Yeah, no, definitely. And I guess it depends on how you utilize that, you know, to your either advantage or disadvantage. And exactly. Everyone a has a different opinion on it, you know? Yeah. I see people sell their prints through Instagram, like on, you know, oh, it's my, go to my website and then making so much, you know, money out of it, getting their work out and then start opening gallery and stuff. And that's very, in, you know, that's very in, in, inspiring. Right. Me. So, what do you what do you think about uh, Instagram today? You still think it's a good thing? How do you you know everyone has their own feelings about social media and Instagram? And I'm always curious just to see what you know people are thinking. There's a you know pro and con in everything. I mean, to me, depend on how you use it. But um, mm. I. I see it as, you know, this is like my art gallery. So I'm going to, I'm going to pay attention to it. I will make sure it looks nice. The grid looks good. That sort of thing. How I display my photos and, you know, careful of, you know, my caption and stuff. But, um, I, the only thing that I don't like about Instagram is like, I, uh, how people use it. There's some sort of not authentic way that people like commenting on each other's and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. some photo look very good and got a lot of like nice comment, but some photo not looking so good, but they still saying the same thing. <laughs> right. You know, you know what I mean? Um, so I'm not sure. Like, like if my work is not good, you can just say it or you can send me a DM and let me know how to improve it. But don't say it looked good when in the back of your mind it's not so good, you know? <laughs> right. Like, I don't know. I wouldn't say, but there's, you know, there's some people that being real and there's some people that not so real on Instagram. But that's how social media is. Yep. And it'll probably always be that way, right? Like. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we live in a very sensitive society, so... If you say something negative, people will take it in a different negative way. But if you say something positive, then it's always, you know, I get it's always better that way. Right. 
So I noticed, so you've been using the AOV app for a little while. What do you think yeah. about, yeah, what do you think, what, you know, what do you think about the app? I actually love the quality. I like the photo on there looks so much better than and on Instagram. You know, when you click on it and it's zoom out. Uh-huh. And I'm like, the quality is so good. That's like, I can just screenshot it and make it a wallpaper without being like pixelated. Right. And I use the same photo that I posted on Instagram, like the same, um, you know, size and pixels and stuff. And it looked a lot better on the AOV app. That's why I keep telling people, like, the quality on here is so much better than um, than um, on Instagram. It's just that um, I guess people don't really, really commenting much on AOV app. Um, I do like, like, you know, I basically always give them a thumbs up if I like the photo. If I don't like the photo, I'll leave it alone. <laughs> right. <laughs> but a lot, but most of the ones that like being picked out, they are really amazing. I'm like, these people are legit. It's not like on Instagram where, you know, there's mixed up things. But on AOV app, I think most like 95% of the photographer, they are like the real deal to me. Right. It's It's good. It's a... You're just saying it's like a high quality platform. There's a lot of just really good artists and really good images on there. Very good. Yes. Like they are probably a top notch. Like if I would do like a feature page, I would go on AOV app and be like, hey, I want to feature this. I want to feature that. I want to feature <laughs> all of this. <laughs> it's really exciting and, too because a lot of people are, are posting work there that they don't even post other places. And I think it's the tough thing about Instagram. There is a formula, right? There's a formula to what looks good for Instagram. It doesn't necessarily mean it's a good photograph. And I think it's kind of liberating to be able to post your photos on another platform where it's more about the photography and less about making something that's popular, something that is trendy. Cause the reality is most people on Instagram aren't artists. So they don't know, they don't know what they're looking at. They just, they think beauty is, you know, is this, thing right that yeah a lot of people are posting because it gets a lot of likes and it gets a lot of comments because that's what people like but doesn't necessarily mean it's an actually a good photograph at all i agree yeah like there's a lot of landscape photo on aov that actually look like really good i feel like because there's a photo in the top and the photo at the bottom so the landscape actually look great but if you put the landscape photo alone and there's a white on the top and you know all white out then it might not look as good on the phone so that's why i see a lot of landscape on aov app and i'm like wow these are amazing like like these can do really well in like like i assume these can do really well on instagram too because they look just so amazing on aov app mm-hmm. but people yeah. always say you know on instagram you have to do vertical it looked great, that sort of thing. So I guess I don't see a lot of landscape photo on there. <laughs> Which is a bummer because that's like Instagram changed the way that we're supposed to take, like the way we take photos. Like taking landscapes are awesome. Like that's the only way to really show a vast landscape is to take mm-hmm. a wide photo of it, not taking a portrait, you know, image of a mountain. Uh, yeah. But that also like, you know, the the old school style that everything had to be right you know it definitely landscape. opened doors yep yeah that's how i feel like you know there's a mixed feeling about it like there's there's some break but it's also depend on the situation some some scene mm. will look better landscape and some scene will look better in vertical so 
but I just yeah. So I guess it's it's changing, it's evolving. Right. Things are getting you know. There's more. There are people who develop photography from Instagram like me, and there's someone that who've been doing photography for like twenty years. <laughs> right. So what do you? Let me ask you this. So you're relatively newer to the photography world. What do you think the future holds? Like, what do you think the future of photography looks like? Um, I think it had to be involving a lot of digital. I see a lot of um, a lot of new photographers that heavily edit their photos to to their visual. So it's it's not. I get it's not like a traditional landscape or a traditional style anymore there's a lot of um, creativeness into a picture there's a lot of thought into the picture they plan it out and not only getting the right shot the bow processing also involves so much right. so, so a lot of like artistic manipulation yeah, through post processing mm -hmm. i think so there's a lot of artistic manipulation into it and that will be like where the young people the millennium going toward instead of you know the other way that's how i i feel and i'm i'm mixed i think i'm i'm like in between maybe because i'm not so good at photoshopping and i wish i could be better <laughs> so i try to get like whatever looked good to me whatever that i feel at that moment uh when i'm editing and so you basically i'm just gonna like Show it to the world and see what the what the response be like. Right. So it sounds like you think a lot of the direction that photography is headed in is basically people bringing their own creations to life and really painting. Yeah. You know, really creating their like take like the photo is just the base of the canvas. That's like the starting yeah. point is this photograph, and then I go home, and then it's like I create my own world now based off of yeah. this photograph. And this yeah. is my piece of art that I'm gonna put out there. I I think so. That's that's it's gonna be like the next three to five years gonna be, you know, a lot how, of that. How do you think that artwork's best experience? Like, is it is it best experience on an app where it it, it lives for a day or two, or do you think it's best experience in uh, a photo book, in a print, in a gallery? Like, what do you? I think because like, I feel like I feel like in this so. We live in this mass, mass-produced era of photography, right? There's photos everywhere. You open up Instagram and it's just like billions of photos. Every day there's billions of photos upload. And so with that, you know, there's a really short shelf life. And so what do you think, what do you think these future experiences with photography, like how do we appreciate the art going forward? Because we're not really appreciating the art as much anymore. Yeah, I think the it's being overdone, and that's why people don't appreciate it as much anymore. But at the same time, it's pushing the boundary. Like you keep seeing new thing, and it pushed it the boundary. You you keep it make you keep wanting to creating. Right. You know, like if you got one photo, and then you see someone else doing it better, or uh, showing a different perspective of that same place. It's making you feel like, you know, I'm going to have to keep creating to... That's that's a pro and con. Like, the thing can be over overly done, but it also pushes the new boundary. Like, 
And that's when, you know, video coming in place, showing things a different perspective. But um, I, I took so many photos, but probably like only like five to ten photos that I would be like really proud of to, to be print and put in my own gallery. Uh, one day if I have a gallery, I would be like, you know, these are the photos in my lifetime that I would like keep and save it. And, um, you know, sometimes I do repost photos. <laughs> so if I could, you know, the followers keep coming in or there's new people. And if, if you think that you're proud of that piece of work, I would repost it, reintroduce it, or even re-edit it a little bit to, um, you know, as you grow, as I grow into, like, editing and stuff, as time go on, I would re-edit some of my favorite photo and bring in new life to it. A big thing, like, I love to print my work. That's how I appreciate my work more. I see it every day. I'm like, it's make me feel like I gotta be there again, <laughs> revisit mm-hmm. some of my favorite spot. You know, with old people or new people, I love to bring people to my favorite spot for the first time. They was like jaw dropping, you know, because we <laughs> show up at the right, the right time, the right light, and the right scene, you know. And they right. like, wow, I want to travel with you, you know. But you don't know that I sleep in the car for this. I sleep in the back of my car for this. I eating, you know, ramen and junky food and all, <laughs> just to get the shot that you know that we we go for. No, de- most definitely. It's it's not glamorous, right? But it's fun. It's it's all part of the adventure. It's an experience. Always a good time. Always good memories to be had. What do you think about collecting art? Do you think there is, you know, growing up, like I used to collect all types of different things, Pokemon cards, baseball cards, postcards, all types of different things. Do you think there is a future for, you know, a way for artists to collect other artists' artwork in an affordable way? In in an affordable way that makes sense and is an enjoyable thing and and a great way to experience the art? Yeah, so I actually love to like buying souvenir and collecting thing when I travel, cause that's that bring also mean like you know you understand the culture, you try to like the local art is what really um, that mean a lot to me when I travel by collecting like the local artists prints and I may have some like I went to Hawaii and I couldn't get like the lava flow, so I bought a picture from a local artist with the lava flow and I still have them. And you said with very right, it's gotta be affordable. I mean, cause we collecting, I love collecting and I really can afford to like buying like expensive, you know, thousand dollar of art. That's just, there's no way I could afford that. So I like to like collect small stuff that, um, that remind me of the experience and the culture and the place that I've been to. Right. And it's just inspiring, right, to, yeah, to have those around you. I know, like, I have tons of small prints all over my office and my desk, and uh, I switch them out a lot of times with different images, and it's it just keeps keeps my atmosphere beautiful and just inspiring all the time. You know? Yeah, especially the National Park. Like, I only go there and buy like, a T-shirt or a hat that say, you know, like, Malshata or Lassen Peak. 
Um, that's really, yeah, last, uh, I think a few months ago, I submit, not submit, but like tie all the way up to last and peak. I'm like, okay, I need to go and get a hat <laughs> that said that, that I submitted. <laughs> so like be, beside picture, you know, these things, you know, mean more than just a picture. Like the picture, people see it and be like, oh, you've been there or oh, what's cool. But then, you know, piece of art and souvenir is mean more to me, you know. Right. Okay. What is, uh, so you were talking about video earlier. Do you plan on incorporating video into your artwork anytime soon? Or have you already started incorporating video? I, so I've been filming like throughout my trip, but then I haven't really put it together. <laughs> um, a lot of my friends who travel with me, they are doing more video than photography. So, um, I have them film a few times. I do in drone and stuff, but I, I think the process of like editing it is what, what like hindering me from, from doing it, because um, with work schedules and, and then I don't have the Premiere Pro, so I have to use Final Cut, and then I don't really know how to use it. So I have a lot of video that I want to put together, but I really still like learning and try to find time to do it. But I feel like video is the future of, um, you know, social media and marketing. Mm-hmm. And then um, with the video, people feel, you know, they. I think there's more emotion into a video. Like they feel like they be there, the landscape. And I get it's just a live motion. It's 360, that sort of thing. So it's, it's make people inspiring more to travel. That's how I, I feel. So, I mean, but I try to master my photography first before I'm like learning anything new and, and anything that are new. Right. I think, I think, I think you're definitely on to something. I think video is super important, but I also think at the same time that more holistic experiences, like multimedia experiences, are really the future to where people are mixing in you know, a project rather than you just putting up a photo, like you're actually putting out a body of work and maybe that body of work is a print book. It's, you know, a print book from your trip. It's a video. It's some interview stuff. It's some audio takes, it's some music. And it's like, it all comes together for this, you know, this experience that you package together. And I think that is kind of like more or less, you know, what I'm looking forward to is, is people getting, more creative and, and, and whether that's t- teaming up where you're taking the photos and then a good video guy's doing the video and then a good musician's doing the music and you guys all collaborate. Like I'm excited to see just more collaboration and experimentation uh, with just being creative. Like that's what the whole point of being an artist is, right? Is being creative and, and creating art. Yeah. And not just not creating for the sake of, we know this is going to, you know, people are going to enjoy this for a second. So that's why I'm going to make this versus like, I'm going to make something that speaks to me. Uh, that makes you know? sense. Yeah. Like different idea. I think someone that inspired me lately is, um, Emmett, Emmett Sparling. His, yep. yeah, his video is like really, it's, it's not too long. It's short, but it's speak to the point. And he also collaborate with, you know, different models and um, his friend making music and stuff. So I've been following him for a long time and he's, I think he's like 
really speak like what I'm, what I want to do. Like very, in, very um, inspiring. Yep. No, I, I couldn't agree more. I think Emmett is an extremely inspiring guy. Uh, yeah. He's very creative. He actually even shot a short film, like a, a space, uh, a space odyssey type movie. That's really cool. And so he's, it's exciting to see talented guys like that. And, you know, there's a lot of talented people out there doing really amazing things. Speaking of artists, what are some other artists that inspire you? So, um, Besides Emmett, um, let me see. So Chris Carr was was one of my first inspiration. He's he showed he basically. I I mean I know about Yosemite like from his photos. So that's how it that's how it all started for me. I usually just I thought I was a city boy, so I only traveled to like big cities, eating good food, and then you know taking selfie and stuff, uh-huh. and then. After Yosemite's life have changed, so I basically I took a trip with my friend to Yosemite, and then after that, everything's completely different. Taking photos, enjoying the landscape, feeling the relation with the nature, and actually, I'm more like taking care of the nature now that I ever been before. I'm like, you know, before I was like, oh whatever, I just gonna do my thing, but now I'm like looking out for you know, the nature being, you know, conservation and stuff. So, so Chris who, Bacar who, opened is, your, uh, who opened your eyes to that? That's Chris Bacar. Okay. Yeah, Chris Bacar is, is the one that um, really opened up my eyes. So you took a trip with him and you had a, a newfound appreciation of just nature overall outside of just getting the shot. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Like... Well, his story, I watched his video, the one in Iceland, and then uh, listened to a few pep talk, and it's really inspiring me to um, to protect the nature more, like take care of the earth, because this is, this is our home, you know? Absolutely. I think, uh, I think that's highly important, and it's exciting. You know what's exciting, I think, about artists and more so people that are getting out into nature to create art is because in general, I think there's a lot of people that do appreciate nature. I also think there's a ton of people that don't appreciate nature because they're not out in nature, but because you guys are getting out in nature, we have a whole new crop of people that are starting to appreciate nature and they're starting to care a lot more and they're starting to get involved, which I think is going to have a great long-term effect on our ecosystem and, and, our surroundings and, you know, hopefully we'll be able to conserve, you know, a lot of these beautiful places. And I think just like a lot more people being involved in conservation and in different societies and in groups and organizations uh, because of what they're into is going to, you know, eventually help make a, a small difference in the world and, and, and leave it a little bit better than, than we found it hopefully. Yeah. And so definitely, especially some places that I feel like that we need they need to start, you know, charging money, like small amount of money so that they can do that fun to, to repair and protect the places, you know, some places mm-hmm. don't get, don't get taken care of because basically, you know, there's no fun to it or people, there's no organization that taking care of it. The National Park is like a great place because they got protect, they got their research and stuff. But there's also some a lot of places that you know don't get that kind of uh, funding or 
you know. And people go there. Some, you know, some go there. Some trash the place, having their, you know, their dog and not picking up the stuff. You know, there's so ruin regulation is like, like is there for, for a for a reason. Right. What What do you think would be a solution to that challenge? Like having, like I said, you know, having the funding to that or having organization that, you know, like a cleanup, like I think there was, I saw Emmett and, um, you know, Char Harmon, they do a lot of cleanup uh, beach mm-hmm. in Indonesia or Tantri that was doing cleanup in Hawaii. So those are like the thing that um, need to be, you know, pushed forward. I think that's right. really helped a lot. And it's also make people feel that they involving up of making life better or making things better. I think feeling, you know, feeling being part of the, the bigger cause make people feel accomplished. And that's really um, pushes them to, you know. Dude, I love, I love everything you're talking about right now. And I think uh, I just had a wild idea pop into my mind, you know, fishing licenses, right? So when you mm-hmm. show up at any new state to go, you can't just go fishing wherever the hell you decide to go fishing like you have to have a license you have to have a local license for that place and so uh i wonder if photography will get to that point like i understand like yeah you pay a fee to get into state parks but there's also lots of beautiful places where we don't pay anything to go and we can just show up and go and you know photography is in essence becoming like almost like a sport in a way like there's so many people out doing it and and it is changing the way the outdoors and the way a lot of these places work and i don't think there'd be anything wrong with having to you know buy you know a lot of photographers might not like this but the reality is like it's it's kind of necessary to help protect these places especially places that aren't necessarily getting you know income to 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 maintain the paths to even just the sheer amount of people going to the places is causing a lot of places to shut down right because they don't have anyone to maintain the places so exactly you know buying almost like a photography license for each state or you know that could you know that type of income and revenue could hopefully help yeah and keep open and maintain a lot of these places that we enjoy you know going to the only thing is they gotta make that process like easy easy access you know if it's too hassling and stuff then people probably wouldn't wouldn't do it and then they're breaking the law and stuff but if it's like an easy access where you can you know just get it in the front or something like in the entryway or they don't have to like go online, make reservation and that sort of thing. Then, yeah, I, I think it's just like easy. It's I, like a snowboarding I, pass. It's like, hey, you hop online and you buy for 700 bucks a year. You get your photography pass, which just allows <laughs> you to freely roam and take photos without having to worry about anything. Because, I mean, in fishing, you get your gear confiscated. You don't have a license. They'll take everything from you. Really? You don't get that stuff back. Yeah. It's, oh, I it's, didn't know that. Think about it. I mean, it's you're out on a river, you're in nature, you're catching nature. Like they just want to make sure that everyone understands the rules, the laws. Is yeah. paying a little bit of money to, to you know, to help the greater good. And I don't see why we wouldn't do something like that for photography. Yeah, but who knows? And a lot of people make living from photography. So if you make living from it, then you gotta, you know. 
<laughs> you gotta pay some sort of it, right? You can just make money out of nature, but then you'd be like, oh, it's nature, so it's free. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think anyone. The reality is, whether you make money or not, is you're out enjoying it. Like if yeah. fishing, they're not saying, hey, you know, that's not even for commercial fishing. That's just anyone. If if you're, you know, if you're just wanting to go, you know, play around and, and cast a few lures into a lake, like you got to have a license, you know, and that's just what the law is. And it's there for a reason and not to dive too deep into all that stuff. We're, we're running low on time here. And so to wrap this podcast up, I like to kind of leave the floor open for our guests to leave the AOV community with something inspiring, a, a message that they'd like to share and communicate and so with that said no rush feel free to think about it for a second yeah go ahead and leave the aov community with uh your last words this is deep <laughs> you know it's, it's been it's been very joyful talking to you and you know learn more about you and aov my last word would be you know leave leave leaving a good life leaving a happy life you know, spread the love and give back to to the community. I think like the feeling of of, of giving back is is like very enjoyable to me. And you know, you know, some simple things just like teaching or sharing the knowledge is also a way of giving back. And you know, just show people love and and be happy. Don't be a don't be too negative person. Don't 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 spread hate. You know. It's all about the love. That's that probably like my my motto in in life is loving everyone. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I appreciate you so much, Andy, for coming on the AOV podcast, and I hope to link with you in person someday soon. Hey guys, thanks for listening to another episode of the AOV podcast. Our goal here at Art of Visuals is to keep everything free and to keep creating great tools and resources for you guys to utilize to achieve all your guys' dreams in the photography, filmmaking, and content creation world, even entrepreneurship. With that said, we've picked up Adorama as a sponsor to help us cover some of our costs, and we're grateful for them. All we ask of you guys is if you're going to purchase gear, we'd really love it if you guys would head over to Adorama.com and make your purchase there instead of elsewhere. And just know that when you guys do that, you guys will also somewhat be supporting Art of Visuals and allowing us to continue to create great content for you guys, uh, like our podcast, our free app, and a lot of the other great things we do. Also, if you listen to the podcast, all of the AOV presets are now free. Uh, so check out our website, shop.artofvisuals.com. Go get some free presets. The artist presets are still for sale. If you want to support the artist, and you should support the artist. Uh, just know that that money goes to them, and we're also going to be reworking that commission structure uh, here in the next month. So we're really stoked about that. But go get some free presets, and if you guys want to buy gear, please support us, help us out. Go to Adorama.com. Peace.